You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. We are not live this morning. It was pre-taped yesterday, so there will be no phone calls today. But you can get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago, YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Again, we are pre-taped from yesterday. We are not live this morning. Uh, both Mark, Teresa, and I are live, but the program's not live. It's really, yeah, it's really today. It, well, it's really today. Tomorrow, it's yesterday. That's correct. So, Father Greg, Sa- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's on first? <laughs> Father Greg Sack was the rector of the cathedral today, and uh, co-host Mark Teresi, who tomorrow executive probably director, won't be executive director <laughs> after today's after today's pre-taping. Yeah. How are you, Mark? Very good, very good, good day. I'll tell you though. The on yesterday being Wednesday, it's like the first snowfall we've had in Chicago this month of January, and the big snow that was supposed to happen late December, right before Christmas, came about two or three inches. I heard somewhere, so far January 2023 has been the mildest yep. winter since 1885, the month of January. It's been incredibly fine. I mean, no 20 below, not lots of snow. If you go to a week from today is February and get through February, then it gets simpler. I mean, you still have winter, but the the worst months are December, January, February. And yesterday, January 25th, the contingency from Holy Name were in Rome at the Pope's audience presenting him with a smaller version of our Mother Cabrini statue. Um, And actually, Cardinal Supich's office was able to arrange uh, what happens in those audiences is at the end, if the archbishop or the bishop requests it and you have something to give the pope, that you, you, you sit in the front row, and then after the audience, you're able to go up to the pope and present it to him. So we're very excited because they presented... A, uh, a miniature of our cathedral cross, which the Pope will bless or has blessed, and it will be a, a, um, in our rectory. Uh, Back noted. at the cathedral. Yes, yeah, so isn't that so wonderful? I saw in the pictures sent to us from uh, Father Emil Fajardo, who was there, Carol Christensen, uh, Lou Sella, a few others. Right. And uh, so just a and great Deacon Dennis Robeck representing Dennis Robeck. you. Yeah, for yeah. Cathedral Longwood, exactly. So it uh, worked out real well. So great program lined up here today. Again, youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Well, this is WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. And back again by popular demand, Dr. Edward Gordon, historian, writer, economist, 
choreographer, does everything. <laughs> and, uh, and Dr. Edward Gordon, we're great friends and with his wife Elaine, and he's now in sunny California for a little while. That's come. We're now doing this program live on Thursday morning, the pre-taping. Edward, how are you today? Well, I want you both to know I can see snow every day I'm here. On the mountaintop. Oh, on the mountaintop. Well, it's up at 11,000 feet. Yeah, I exactly. So, yeah. Now, then what mountain, now, now, what mountain range are you looking at? Do you know the name of them? These are um, the San Bernardino Mountains. Oh. You're a, right. you're, you're a hang glider, aren't you? A hang glider. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Bungee no, jumping. I'm sorry. Those days are over. <laughs> Bungee um, jumping. With but the two mountains are San Jacinto and San Gregonio. Beautiful. Between them is the road that goes into L.A. Beautiful. That is about 11,000 feet tall. So it stops most of the rain that comes into the Coachella Valley, where oh, Palm yeah. Springs is. And I'm in Rancho Mirage. So that's right next door you know, to life a is Palm Mirage, Desert. So I live there. And now two topics we want to cover today in the hour, Edward. Yes. Uh, every time you've been a guest the last three years, we've talked about covid That'll be part one of the program. And part two, yes. a topic that is so relevant, but is so heart-wrenching and horrible, all these mm. mass shootings. So we'll get to that in the second half of the program. But again, yes. where do we stand with COVID-19 at this point? Where are we at? Well, <clears throat> welcome to the fourth year of COVID. Wow. And uh, I'm happy to say that serious illness is declining. But let's, let's look very briefly at the big picture, all right? Uh, one, almost one, uh, one million, one, uh, 1.2 million people have been infected with COVID in the United States since it started. Of those, 1.1 million people have died from COVID. Now, the good news is that these rates are declining. So no wait, Edward, weekly, you got me, you got me on that. Wait, wait. Mm -hmm. One point yeah. two million people infected. One point no. one. Yes, that's right. And and one. No, you can't uh, be right. A hundred, a hundred and two million people were infected. Oh, there it is. Okay, there it is. Okay, gotcha. Hundred and two million. Third of the population, mm -hmm. right? And one point one million have people. Died. Almost one point two now died from covid got it during gotcha okay that would make that so time. which means in, right. in our population one third of our population has gotten covid yes wow and but now it's interesting now, it was just last but, week but, go ahead uh, so another right now this past week about four thousand people died across the united states from covid it's still that high right. a number yes 4, however uh, but however a year ago, a hundred, uh, I'm sorry, 17,000 people died per week. Okay, so it's, it's drastically down. Now, what are the numbers for people that have had shots? Anything the people that? that have, well, let's say in the city of Chicago, mm -hmm. right now, 80% of the people have had at least one shot. Okay, 80%. And 80% and 70% have had uh, something. Okay. All right. All so, right. uh, you know, 
that that's good. Now, the death rate in Chicago, we've had 8,000 people die from COVID. All right. And about 750,000 people caught COVID in the city and 8,000 people died from. So now, that's not bad. What do you say to the folks that, oh, I just never got around to getting my next shot, my final shot? Well, we're going to get to that because long COVID is a very serious problem. And it and the 60% of the people that have long COVID are under 60 years of age. Wow. And many of them are not, have, did not get shots. All right. Edward, define um, long COVID. Uh, well, long COVID, I'll give you the, the, the definition of long COVID basically is an individual who, let me see here, I want to give this to you right. The most common symptoms are shortness of breath, fatigue, weakness, cognitive, and memory problems. That's every day. That's good morning. Men. Good morning, Mark. And <laughs> the majority. Well, do you have all those problems? <laughs> Typical day at work. Mm. <laughs> However, the previous conditions for many of them has been some form of lung disease, hypertension, obesity, and depression. Hmm. These put people at greater risk. But the the long COVID, the two things that the government accounting office just said that 7.7 million to 23 million people in the U.S. have long COVID. Hmm. Now, this has affected the workforce and about half a million, 500,000 Americans who could be at work are not working mm. because of long COVID. So they just are not ready to get back to work. They can't work. That's right. They're too sick. Now, what about this, Edward? And that is, I've been talking to people, part of, I think, long COVID is, they actually are now going to Shirley Ryan Ability Lab because of inner ear problems, this long-term <laughs> stuff which means they have um, almost like vertigo, mm -hmm. an imbalance. And also, beside the inner ear infection, many suffer from brain fog, where they can be right. talking and all of a sudden stop. They lose their train of thought, pick it up again, and this long-term brain fog. So I think part of it that scares me is, and this is not a put, put down to science, because COVID is so new, we just don't have enough data or learning as we go along about the illness, about how to really handle or help people get well again, because we this is something brand new, and we're learning as we're going along, and you're hearing these side these long-term side effects, yeah. Mark. They're actually scary. That so when someone says they have COVID, but then are they going to end up after two weeks being fine, or will they have some long-term effects? that even science can't quite figure out a remedy. And do the shots well, work? The, 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 the current research believes that a lot of long-term COVID is driven by neurological problems. Okay. And that's where a lot of the research is concentrating at this point. But look at it this way. We developed a vaccine very rapidly 
And then we have uh, developed boosters very rapidly. If we had not developed those vaccines, you, you would not be looking at a million Americans, 1.1 or 1.2 million Americans have died from it. We might be looking at over 3 million people wow. would have died from it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So even though, now, but this is very serious. I'm not saying that the people that have long-term COVID, that this is not a serious problem. It is. But the interesting part is that the people that have died from it, most, a lot of that has been concentrated in people over the age of 60. Wow. Now with long-term COVID, the current data shows that 60% of the people with long-term COVID are under 60. Hmm. Now that's interesting. Now, the question is, of course, um, how many of those people uh, were not vaccinated or only partially vaccinated? Mm -hmm. That I cannot, I don't, I don't have any information on that. Before um, we continue with the program, Mark, take us to break. And we're going to continue this discussion because there's so much that I still want to talk about on about COVID before we get into our next yes. topic. So, Mark, take us to break. Yeah, and Edward, when we get back, uh, with the environment being what it is, what can people still do in terms of protection from right. the, spraying that COVID? Now, the thing is, Mark, the only side effect I had, I had, I had, had five shots so far. You have? The only side effect I've had on the second shot was the next I had a craving for Purina dog chow. <laughs> Edward, please help me, Edward, when we come back. WNDZ I'll 750. Try. Thank you. It's WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312 255 8408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes with Dr. Edward Gordon. Please stay tuned. Join Catholic Charities on Sunday, February 5th for the Divine Affair, one of the premier wine tasting events in Chicago. Sample and purchase wines and craft beers from around the world. Attend a wine appreciation and beer tasting seminar while you enjoy gourmet hors d'oeuvres and fabulous desserts. A spectacular silent auction and raffle are included as well. All proceeds benefit Catholic Charities programs and services that have anyone in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Purchase your Divine Affair tickets online today at catholiccharities.net slash divine. Our thanks to Louis Glunz Wines and the Joseph Glunz family for their generous support of Divine Affair. People always say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow, this is a very rewarding job. Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really you are changing lives, you are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders, teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. 
People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. We're back, WNDZ 750M, Catholic Chicago. You can go to youtube.com, see us on Catholic Chicago. We're with Dr. Edward Gordon. Our first part of our program is conversation on COVID, where we are in terms of national status numbers. Mark, is that a, is that a new shirt? Are we out of That's actually reversible. It could be gray. Oh, I like it. But I it. thought I'd add a little color to the program. It looks, I like that. Look at my shirt, black. Yeah. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> and, and you reverse it, and it's still black. Black. Anyway, uh, so, Edward, the question when we took the break was, what can we still be doing? You're talking about numbers that are, you know, significantly challenging for us. So what can we be doing to keep us safe? Well, people should get vaccinated and get all the boosters. Okay. A current survey showed that between November 1st and December 5th, there were 500,000 tweets by anti-vaccination people. Wow. 500,000 tweets by anti-vaccination. And some of them alleged that COVID vaccines have set off, quote, the greatest orchestrated die-off in the history of the world, unquote. Now, along now, with these kinds of, when these kinds of lies mm -hmm. are being perpetrated, daily and now we have uh we have uh mr musk calling upon uh fauci that he should be indicted wow as Great. part of this conspiracy based on how he handled covid 19. when these type this type of propaganda and lies are being perpetrated wow this certainly discourages many people from getting vaccinated. Right. And I will take, give you one more. Uh, three weeks ago, when that um, defensive back, Damar Hamlin, mm -hmm. from the Buffalo Bills, uh, was knocked beyond unconscious, he, uh, he had cardiac arrest, and they gave him cardiac arrest uh, uh, resuscitation right. on the field to get him going again, and again in the hospital. Immediately, many anti-vaxxers said because he had been vaccinated that's what caused the heart attack 
to go into cardiac arrest, how pathetic and sickening they joined that bandwagon. He almost died on the field, and he will be fine with a long, long recovery. I don't think he'll ever play football again. I hope he does, but I don't think so. But again, the anti-vaxxers jumped on that bandwagon and said because they've been vaccinated, that's what caused the cardiac arrest. And so you just shake your head and say they, they try to hook onto everything to find cause of why not to be vaccinated. And at his expense. At his expense. Exactly. And also now a, a survey of doctors across the U.S. shows that many doctors are receiving death threats because they are vaccinating people across oh. America. Wow. And this extends to nurses as well. So, so doctors who have received me, well, death threats. What can we do to stop long COVID? Uh, and a large part of that population is younger. Many of them feel they won't get COVID because they're younger. And, it, and now they have long COVID. Part of it is that Let's say we had the, on the nightly news, CBS, ABC, NBC, they started doing these types of lies. What would happen? They would lose their broadcasting licenses. That's true. And yet, on the internet, social media, this is just one huge garbage can of propaganda. You know, this is how Adolf Hitler shaped the German people yeah. to believe that he would make Germany great again, yeah. that Germany was oppressed, that Germany uh, should rule Eastern Europe, that they, they were going to be attacked by other countries. Therefore, they fought a war of preventive preventing uh, intervention by and the whole for, nation right? bought into this is only i'm telling you something I, these anti-vaxxers remind me of being like a, on a witchcraft a witch hunt and it's just so so ridiculous let me ask you this question to change gears a little bit uh, many people have now gathered in groups you have see football games seventy thousand, basketball games mm -hmm. eighteen twenty thousand. Hockey games, even, same thing. Even weddings, 300 Weddings, people. 300 people. Receptions, 400 people, 300 people. 99% of people uh, at the cathedral, our numbers mm -hmm. are going up. I would say 1% to 2% wear masks. Where, where do we stand on masks, Edward? Well, I was just on an airplane flying out here, and I would say that... Uh, a, a low percentage of people wore a mask on that aircraft. Okay. I did. I did when I wasn't eating something. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. But overall, most people didn't. Now, look, the variants that are coming out right now in China, COVID is out of control because the Chinese do not use Western vaccines. They invented their own and it isn't very effective. Wow. So right now, you have a, a huge number of people in China sick and dying, and they certainly are not reporting the number of deaths to us accurately. They're not. At the same time, they've opened up their borders again, and Chinese who were prevented from traveling are now traveling all over the world. So now, will more variants from the Chinese epidemic 
or plague, that's where that what is, says it appears that most Chinese have some form of this at this point. That will spread elsewhere. Now, how serious is the variant that they're infected with? Well, if you're fully vaccinated and had been boosted, thus far, it appears that we're in pretty good shape. What happens if a new variant comes about and you're not boosted and vax, uh, vaccinated? The odds are you may very well get sick. Now, how sick are you going to get? Well, we don't know mm -hmm. because of the mutations of this disease. Let me and ask we you. won't know until we can examine it and test it. So let me ask so, you. If you don't, if you want to play Russian roulette, don't get vaccinated. Well, but are we right now? And right now, we're doing okay. That may change, and we don't know. Some medical uh, professionals I talk to say it's inevitable that a variant will occur that will once again beat even the vaccines, and we have to come up with another booster. Mm. And that's one reason why they're working so hard so they can rapidly develop boosters as these variants are identified. So how do okay. I assess, so I've had all the vaccinations, but how do I assess yes. whether or not to attend what some people call spreader events? You know, how, how do I, and like I'm thinking we're going to a restaurant tonight. Are restaurants required, are all the wait staff, the cooks, everybody required to have these vaccinations? Could somebody be breathing on my food and bring it in? You know, well, uh, at, at this point, the infection rates are are declining. Okay, so Mark, if we have a, another variation and the and the illnesses start rising and mm -hmm. the death rate starts rising again, you will want to take more precautions. Mm -hmm. So you have to stay well informed. But again, what sources are you going to use to do that? Are you going to use social media as your source? Are you going to use uh, broadcast news, newspapers and television? My point, again, I want to make is this. They do not broadcast these rumors and unverified reports on major news media because right. they'll lose their license. Correct. Mm -hmm. The argument is you can't regulate social media because you'll deny freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's true, then the major networks and newspapers should be allowed to report all of these rumors. Right. The more, the better. They'll sell more. They'll increase their advertising time. revenue. Yeah. So what I'm saying to you is one of the things we need to do is actually regulate social media so that these destructive things that are broadcast not just about COVID, but about other things, are prevented, or a large part of them are prevented. Now, you're in California. How do you make, how do you and Elaine make your decisions about, like, going out to a restaurant or somewhere where there's going to be a lot of people? Do you kind of have a checklist, or do you just go? No. At this point, we know what the infection rate is. It's as low as it is in Chicago. Right? What is it? What is the infection rate right now, Edward? Uh, the infection right. rate is one percent, two percent. Give you the yeah, at least or lower. Okay. All right. So this is not an issue here. All right. At the moment, 
Could that change? Yes. Yes, yes. it could. Will I remain aware of this? And you're going to say, the listeners will say, well, he just spends all his time doing research and I don't have the time to do this. Take the time. You need to be fully informed about COVID and about a lot of other things. Uh, that's part of being a citizen in a democracy. Exactly. You On need that to note, be we'll well break. informed. Huh? We're going to take a little well informed by legitimate sources. Yeah, we're going to take a little break. What, what I keep thinking, maybe when we come back, you know, we're sitting at a restaurant, person at the next table sneezing and coughing, and you know, should I be worried about that kind of behavior in a public not, place? Not if the not if the data shows where you live, the infection rate is low and the death rate is okay, low. I wouldn't it. be overwhelmingly okay. concerned. No. Okay, got make it. them pay the bill. Make him pay. No, I don't think that's a good alternative. Sorry, Father. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Catholic Chicago. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Dr. Edward Gordon in a few minutes and continue our conversation, update you on COVID, what we need to know, and uh, how we need to behave. I want to thank Michael May for the coffee. Michael, it is a great cup of coffee. Jankuya. We'll be back. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarian fund or call 312-534-7959. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries. 
serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresa. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago with Dr. Ed Gordon. Because we have no phone calls today, we are pre-taped. The program was taped yesterday for this Thursday morning. Yeah. Father Greg's in California, too, <laughs> taping <laughs> no, remotely. I, I wish I were, but I'm not. Dr. Gordon's in California. Yeah. We're in sunny Chicago. Right, exactly. Now, Edward, this is a very, very serious topic in terms of these mass shootings that we're looking at. What's going on? You're in California. You, Your Californians have experienced two very serious incidences in the last couple of weeks. What's going on? some of the strictest gun control laws in the country, doesn't it? Well, let me give you uh, my analysis of where we stand. The first issue is the protection of law. Now, whether it is these mass shootings or the violent propaganda that is causing extra death speak from COVID, we really have the breakdown of the rule of law in the United States right now whether it is constitutional law with some political figure saying the constitution no longer applies to them, oh. moral law for uh, Roman Catholics, what we believe in to be right and wrong. But if we have a powerless society that does not believe in law, we're finished. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give you a good example of how this has caused tremendous fear. Who do you trust, Mark? Who do you trust, Father? Since we had, in the 1970s, the first hijackings, remember you used to go to the airport and you could just walk right in, Mm -hmm. go up to the gate. Uh, When Mark was getting off the plane, his children could be there and embrace their daddy and say hello. Yep. And that, we started ending that. And then after 911, we really started having tremendous amounts security. of security at the airport. So now, Mark, when you walk down the street, come into the studio, and there's somebody behind you between Holy Name and the uh, Archdiocese uh, Center. <clears throat> Uh, do you sort of look behind you to see who, who's following you now? Yeah, think about mm-hmm. the car uh, abductions. Carjackings. Yeah, and some people in the cars that they took with. You know, I mean, it's scary, scary. Right in your neighborhood, Ed, right in our neighborhood. Well, it's all over, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter. So the whole idea of trust. Well, now, in the end, Trust is built on truth. And Catholics have a heightened sense of what moral truth is. Because we have 
uh, not only church law, but we have the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not kill, etc. Well, what happens if the ends justify the means? So now we have a prominent political figure who just lied his way into Congress. Yep. He had his story to tell. He changed his resume. But in the end, he got what he wanted, didn't he? Yep. He got elected, right? Well, all politicians lie, right? So what's the problem, right? Well, well wrong. It's wrong, isn't it? But you see, we, we live now in a, an age where the ends, many people think the ends do justify the means. Mm -hmm. But the whole idea of this has erupted from the idea that there are no moral rights and wrongs. There is no more moral compass because you see what Ed Gordon's moral compass is for you, Mark. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't impose my standards. In fact, the whole idea of morality is discriminatory, evil. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm a redheaded white man. Don't therefore, step on my I, individual a, rights. You know, right. Don't step on my rights. If it feels good, do it. And there's, there's, but there's got to be that sense of well, we are in this together. And Edward, you are absolutely ah. right. We've lost that sense of. In fact, I said to you on the phone last week, we are losing the battle. That's right, because the idea of any form of morality, whether it's Catholic morality, Jewish morality, Protestant morality, public morality. Is gone. And this has occurred over a period of the last 50 years, born out of France. It was called postmodernism. And it preached basically the issues of identity politics. And the whole idea of wokeism was born from that. Well, and if you look at a so, so what is your story? Now, mm -hmm. Father has his story of how he grew up and uh, his idea of morality. Uh, we won't hurt it against you, Father, uh, that you're a birder, that you like to watch birds. Oh, yeah. But, you know, oh, you know Love I, bird watching. I, 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 I can't abide by that, you see, because I'm anti-bird. Okay? So you can't impose that upon me, all right? But that's the whole concept of postmodernism. Mm -hmm. What's your story? What's your personal identity? The individual is more important than what you just said, Father, the community. Mm -hmm. It's not the community that's important. It's the I. It's you. It's me. It's me. It's me, 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 me. Also, what history has taught in terms of the rule of law, tradition, ethics, God help us, uh, any kind of theology or philosophy, that's dead. You see, because I live today, and when I get up in the morning, it's up to me to decide what's right and wrong for me. And what I want to do. So what this has led to is a shattering of moral principle. Now, what's the effect of this? Well, let's see. If you have no basic guidance, 
to help you through life and you get sick, your wife divorces you, you lose your job. I'm on the freeway and someone cuts in front of me. What's your response to that? Well, I'm angry. So I take a gun out and shoot somebody. I'm angry at a racial group. I'm angry at the boss that fired me. I'm angry at the wife that divorced me. So guns are a vehicle of expression of anger. And that's, a, that's an interesting point. Guns are an expression of personal anger. I like that. But it could be a knife. It could be a knife. Oh, sure. Or, or um, it could be the other way, Greg. I'm taking drugs. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. See, I have no hope. There's no future. But when I take drugs or I drink, I'm an alcoholic. You know, the Catholic Church is a bunch of crap. The bottle mm -hmm. is for me. I think what the other this thing is a serious. You see that what I'm what I'm basically saying is we have the abandonment of uh, any type of moral or philosophical compass and grounding, whether uh -huh. it's Catholic or not, and foundation. And that's right. And the media supports this. I ask the the two of you: When's the last time you saw a Protestant minister, a Jewish rabbi, or a Catholic priest? on any major network discussing the fact that a six-year-old would take a gun and shoot a teacher or that a teenager will take a high-capacity rifle and mow people down on Highland Park? Well, there is no moral code. We don't, don't raise that because, you see, that makes me threatened. Therefore, you can't have that. That's, you know, forget it. And look, what... Mark, you're an it, and Greg, you're a them, and I'm a they, because he and she is out. That's discriminatory. This mm -hmm. is how far this distortion has gone in our society. You know, we're going. We're going. Ed, we're going to go to break. When we come back. Um, if some because of the First Amendment, is the First or Second Amendment? I'm just drawing blank right now. To bear, to bear the right to bear arms. I can yes. understand owning a rifle, a pistol, a gun, but when you get these people purchasing legally AK-47s, the A-15, those high-powered weapons of destruction, and yet Pritzker passed that bill in Illinois saying that that has to stop those uh, the AK-47s, the AR-15s, and but now there's a whole group of people battling that. I want to get into that discussion for a moment, and uh, Mark, take us to break. Sure, WNDZ 7:50 a.m. Catholic Chicago. You can go to YouTube.com/slash Catholic Chicago. When we get back with Dr. Edward Gordon, one of the things Father Greg is talking around is mental health and how. How does someone's mental health fit into what their responsibilities are or not are not in terms of carrying a weapon and possibly using that weapon? We'll be back in a few yes. minutes. Please stay tuned.
Catholic Charities invites you to First Look for Charity, an extraordinary black tie evening at McCormick Place on Friday, February 10th. Enjoy an elegant private reception and be among the first to explore the latest in automotive innovation at the Chicago Auto Show. Your ticket also gives you the chance to win either a 2023 Honda CRV or a 2023 Subaru Crosstech. As you register, please select Catholic Charities so a portion of your ticket purchase benefits those we serve. Join us at First Look for Charity on Friday, February 10th. Visit catholiccharities.net to get your tickets today. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. back, WNDZ 750M, Catholic Chicago. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago with Dr. Edward Gordon. Our topic for this half of the show, we are talking about not only mass shootings, we're talking about freedoms that people have. We're also, I'd like you, Edward, to address, you know, some of um, if you read what's going on with these shootings, many times there are yeah. mental health issues that either the family or the person is not addressed or society is not addressed. What's your yes. take on what's your take on that? Well, I think that that alcoholism, drug abuse, mental health issues are out of control across our society. I agree. But mm -hmm. 
but why are they out of control now? I think now we have, I don't know, more guns. We have more guns available than there are people, the population of the United States. But let's think about this as a historian. I go back to frontier America, colonial times. The frontier, everyone almost lived on the frontier. Mm -hmm. Almost everyone had a gun mm -hmm. to go out hunting or to protect themselves because there were people out, there were no police forces out there to protect them. But we didn't have this huge, uncontrolled violence. Well, forget Wyatt Earp and, and the Wild West. Uh, to be honest with you, that, that whole era has been greatly exaggerated by Hollywood in terms of how many people died. But now, what's the issue here? What I'm saying to you again is I'm all in favor of gun control. I would mm -hmm. limit guns. But even in those countries now in Europe where there is strict gun control, you now are beginning to see these mass shootings. Mm. Why? Because contemporary society is corrosive to any moral standard. And as being, we are being attacked that these moral standards are hurting people's identities, that identity politics are what is important. But don't you and everyone has and everyone has to be in these little boxes and, and uh, the and that's where these conflicts are coming from. All right. But think about where mental health issues fit in our budgets, in our government, local, federal yes. and local budgets. They're almost they almost don't exist. So in some ways, as a society, what we're saying is mental health is not the issue. The gun's the issue. And they shot somebody when when. You look at most cases that where that happens, there's something going on with that person's mind that right. just snaps. Yes. In fact, I, I, who was I talking to recently that said many emergency rooms, between 20 and 40% that hit an emergency room on the weekend suffer from mental illness. Right. Every weekend, so if you have 100 people into an emergency room, on a weekend, I'm throwing a number. It's, more, it's a lot more than that. Between 20 and 40 out of 100 suffer from mental illness and go walking into the emergency room. And it may be misdiagnosed, may never have been diagnosed, or people may be off their meds, which really do, does impact how a person will or will not understand that moral compass that you're talking about. So, well. I mean, you know, the incidence of mental health has increased. There are people with genetic difficulties that cause schizophrenia and other forms of mental illness. Right. But there are many more who are taking drugs, drinking, and become to overcome depression. You know, Stalin once said that religion is the opiate of the people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see. Does my faith in the Catholic Church give me hope for the future? Does it help me cope with difficult times when they occur in my life? It's a moral compass. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. Well, now I'm an atheist. That's just a bunch of garbage. How do I cope with it? Where's the whiskey? 
Mm-hmm. Where, where, where is the marijuana or the other drugs? And it could be a combination of that abuse plus mental illness, mm-hmm. which Correct. is terribly tragic. Yeah. I think here's the other factor, which we, we could spend a whole other hour on, that is all of us are about the same age range, and we've seen tremendous changes the last 50 years. Yeah. I would yes. summarize it this way. The religious moral compass in our country is losing out to secularization. Mm -hmm. The secular way is winning. So therefore, to be a follower of the way of the cross, to be a follower of of Christ, which means that whole guideline, Ten Commandments, the way of the Lord, love thy neighbor, community, is losing out to money, power, prestige, me, me, me. me, me, me first. And so... I don't believe in this. Oh, okay. God is. I can't believe in God, but big deal. He makes no difference. He gets in my way, and so the secular way of living, what's in it for me, yeah. is winning. Therefore, I start forming my own moral compass. Mm-hmm. If it feels good, do it. And again, the ends justify the means. But the whole sense yes. of community, living for others. People say. I had one person say to me, "You know, you're outdated." What does that mean? I'm outdated. Well, what, what does that mean? What, what we're doing here is saying, Greg, your values and morals are outdated and they're useless. Therefore, I'm going to ignore them. All right. That's exactly right. Now, what I'm saying, what I, I'm saying to your audience and the two of you who have dedicated, Father, you've dedicated your whole life to that moral compass and, 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 Mark, you've dedicated your career to helping the institution of the church to preach that. What I'm saying to you is, let's call it what it is. It's postmodernism. It's not modernism per se. It's a philosophy that is corrosive of contemporary values, whether you're a Catholic, a Protestant, a Jew, a Muslim. They're basically saying to you that all of that is a lie. It doesn't exist. It's, out, it's outdated. Can, it, it's I outdated. Know my behavior, I can act any way I want. If it feels good, do I it. Want, and exactly. you can't stop me. Mm-hmm. And it has a trickle-down effect, on not only the person, but on families, on societal structures, because then your energy is spent on that instead of constructive, more positive joy. you, you got to deal with... The illnesses. Wait, not, but here's, here's something. Edwards. Here, we only got a couple of minutes. When Damar Hamlin of Buffalo went down three weeks ago and the whole nation watching television, that football game that night, Cincinnati, Buffalo, saw it, the whole nation came to a halt, started ESPN commentators started praying on television. We saw football players crying and kneeling. Damar Hamlin had a GoFundMe Mm-hmm. He, he was collecting for two years for children's right. toys. In two years, collected 2,900, had hoped for 2,500. In one week, collected $8.6 million. Yep. Now, here's the thing. That, here's, people in, responded unbelievably in an incredible way for some of the cardiac arrest on a football field. But I guess my question is, stuff like this happens every day. Mass shootings. Yes killings, abortions. 
Were people responding in those situations? A guy has a cardiac arrest, almost died, which would have been horrific, and thank God he'll be okay in the long term, and people couldn't do enough. But this, the, like the mass shooting, now part of it is you feel helpless. Mm-hmm. Like the 19 people killed where you are in California in three days, 19 killed and 11 hurt. It's like you've got to be kidding me because someone is angry and innocently kills two individuals. And by the way, the ones who killed the two individuals were 66 and 72 years old. It didn't fit the norm. Mm-hmm. The one guy who did the killings was 72. The other guy was 66. They're in our yes. age age bracket, which is well, something what different. About, what what moral what moral compass did that little first grader have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What had he been taught right and wrong? As a six-year-old. Get a gun and shoot a teacher over God. Who knows what was going on in his mind? His life but just we're started. We're not talking about the basic fundamental operation of family units and how they treat one another. So, Father, when you get up in that pulpit, you have to strengthen that hopeful message that people will will turn to that and yeah. teach that to you their have to children bring us and hope. treat one another. We need so to, that we Edward, we have, have to bring the program the lies, to a close. The lies in politics, the better liar wins. Yeah, but now we have, we have to bring the program, yeah. which I, that's a, you're so right about that. We, we have to bring on. it to a close. I uh, want to thank you, Dr. Edward Gordon, again. Tremendous program. We could have gone for another two hours exactly. on mass shootings, yes. morality. Uh, it just could have gone on and on. So, Edward... Give our love to Elaine. Thank you very much. Special thanks again to uh, Mark Teresi, Executive Director from Cathedral. Special thanks again to our producer engineers, Michael May, Brian Hockey Brock, Hitman Brock. And to our listeners, God bless all of you. Have a blessed weekend. And please stay safe. Pray for world peace. Amen. Amen is right. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.